0: Hey, I'm Tori.
1: I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan.
0: Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry?
1: Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better.
0: Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for
1: you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all.
0: With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes
1: literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. there we go nice uh hello everybody uh hello twitch hello future listeners in the world on uh if you're listening to this via podcast um as always uh that was me dancing for 25 seconds i can't hear the music that's why i always ask val was that appropriate length of dancing um and you know what i'm finding that the uh length of dancing is always appropriate but the style of dancing is never appealing val that correct
0: Hey, don't sell yourself short. I love the arm work.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the voice you hear is our technical support for the show, which you are watching right now, which is I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. I'm Trent Dozier. She's Val Agnew. Hi, Val. How's it going?
0: Hi, I'm great. How are you?
1: <sighs> Living the dream. Doing improv on Twitch in the present and podcasts in the future. Just how I like it, baby.
0: Time traveler. Yeah,
1: in a sense. Yes, Uh, but in all seriousness, I am very excited about this week's episode. Another week of improv, another guest who I'm just over the moon to uh, be able to do some improv with and even more excited to chat about improv with. Uh, This is a very thoughtful improviser. And before I get to introducing him, I will say, um, if you're not subscribed to the Trident Network Twitch channel, that's what you're watching this on right now. Click the button below me. That is the subscribe button. I don't know if I'm anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if I'm yeah, anywhere. you're pretty close. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, but hit that subscribe button, and you uh, uh, get access to um, the Trident Network mascot, the Party Dolphin. And you can throw in some emotes uh, in the chat if you want. The Party Dolphin claps are available, if I'm correct on that, Val. Is that correct?
0: Oh, you are so correct. Nice. I'm putting them in right. Oh, now. yeah. Hell, yeah. Party
1: Dolphin claps, baby. <laughs>
0: Woo
1: uh so yeah thanks thanks everybody for joining us live now if that's uh how you're choosing to consume this and as always thanks to the future guests uh but without further ado let's bring on the guest of the hour this is a man who was a mentor to me in chicago who i now feel very lucky to consider a friend of mine someone who i uh love as an improviser loved as a teacher um had a few instances where he coached some one-offs for me, probably. Love that as well. Uh, all around great guy. Please welcome to the screen or your ears or wherever. Your hearts. Jorin Gargello. Hey Joran, how's it going? Hey. Great. great. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much uh for doing it. Jorin, um, as you know, because I have because I have outright said this to you, uh, one of the inspirations for this podcast. Was your old uh, improv podcast, the Department of Promethean Sciences, which I have listened to every episode? Uh, It was around before I got to Chicago, but when I got to Chicago, I found it to be a very helpful text that I (laughs) loved, and I'm happy that it existed. And because of it, this exists now. So thank you. Uh, Well, I'm so thank you know I'm I'm super thankful for
2: that just because it was that was my whole like. Well, if my claim is that I'm going to be an improv academic, I should do something academic like scene studies, you know, and like uh-huh. talk about the uh, talk about craft and everything. I still feel racked with guilt with that uh, over that because it was like, it really was my intention to just sort of give that to you and have you run with it. But this is better. It's a better <laughs> thing for you to do th- this than that. So,
1: well, so thank you.
2: Thank you for doing this. It absolves me in my guilt for being so slow. i figuring out how to transfer ownership of that relic of a bygone era. I will say you're the the modern age and that is like bronze or
1: stone. Well, thank you. I will say no, no guilt needed, nothing, uh, no bigger interference than life itself. And you know, sometimes life just gets in the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I find that I don't have enough mustard to do all the things that I would care to do.
1: Yeah. I get that. A
2: lot easier to think a thing than do a thing. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> wow. That is true. Uh, well, Joran, um, this is what we do every week. First off, I am going to uh, tell you some things that I like about you as an improviser, which I know receiving compliments very hard, but
2: yeah, it's, oh, it's a real challenge for well, me. I mean, Oh, you're but, about, but I will, I will resist because I do think, I've thought about this a lot, and I do think who we actually are is who we externally manifest, not what we internally feel, because that's the only thing that will be the artifact that sticks around. Mm. You know, so as much as I may internally rebel from anything nice said about me, it is <coughs> more likely to be accurate than anything I would say about myself.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that's true. Well, we were you, me, and Val were talking before the show, and we were saying that. Uh, you know, the harshest critics of an improv show are the people doing the show themselves. And I think that is yeah. that. I mean, honestly, that I feel like that's probably true about everything in general, whether it's a creative endeavor you're in or not. I think I think all of us are our own harshest critics.
2: If we're good people. Yes. Yes. If we're good people. <laughs> if you're dealing with a psychopath or someone caught in an ego storm. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. But, uh, but you know. If you're with someone that's trying then absolutely
1: (laughs) yes well with all that being said uh here's here's some things i love about you i love first of all i love um watching you perform because i loved having you as a teacher and watching you even host a show for all of this the same overlying reason is you bring you bring energy and it's one thing to kind of bring energy but the energy you radiate on stage or in a classroom or in a rehearsal setting or just in general when improv is about is this this immense wave of positivity. And especially in class, I think about times where I would watch a scene as a student and be like, well, that (laughs) fucking sucked. (laughs) But even you talking about it can find the good in it or the... Uh, you know the takeaways from it, like just everything. You make everybody feel uh, better and more comfortable immediately. You as a host is one of my favorite things. I try to, I I don't think I do a good job of this at least on stage, but I try to bring the Joran levels of energy as a host because you just make everybody feel comfortable, and I love that. I love your positivity on stage as an improviser specifically. You are one of my favorite types of improviser because you have the. You're kind of a jack of all trades, where you can play. Oh, thank yeah. God! I'm glad that you say that. <laughs> you can you can play a huge character and just come in and basically do a character piece, or you can also help the show move along, which is something that I think is a very uh, underutilized skill in a lot of people, especially in Chicago. Uh, especially in, like, Harold shows specifically. But that's neither here nor there. You are good at that, at helping a show move along, helping a show feel cohesive, feel like a piece, feel like uh, something of one thing as opposed to, you know, a montage, a series of scenes or whatever. Um, and, you know, that's something I strive for that I think I've definitely improved on, dare I say, got better at and and pretty capable of now, making something feel like a piece, but, you know. I think you da- you should dare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure to say. It. Well, you know, a lot of that was uh, very helpful. I had you as a teacher at IO, and I had you as a teacher at CIC, and both of those experiences were very helpful and very formative to me as an improviser. How- what do you think about all that? Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that assessment of you, or do you agree that you were a good teacher to me?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I think that it's... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably too nice, you know, but like, but that's the, I I guess the, the, the things that I would extract out where I'm like, this aligns with my belief system is like, uh, you know, first I'm going to say some nice things about you. I really love your enthusiasm. I really love your, your stagecraft and, um, your ability to sort of like, um, Sit as a focal point of energy on stage and do a lot of like do a lot of important stuff. You you're you're an irrepressible goof, but you also create lots of space for your, for emotions to happen and and so you wind up being sort of like a really important pivot for for every kind of show that you're in. Um, as long as the people you're playing with are smart enough to realize that they can come to you for anything they need. Um, so the, it's tit for tat, uh, but the the I think the the I think the thing, you know, like uh, I, okay, so one of the things I think about, sort of like you know, po- positivity is that like there's a lot of there's a difference between being nice and being kind, mm. and I think that like it, it, it and when I say that I mean like nice is not very um receptive you know it's just sort of a dumb thing that goes out there and like you know kind of projects this ignorant thing and kind of like proposes like a, a uh, just a tenor no matter what and i'm not as interested in that so like people you know so it doesn't shock me when people don't like me and i think that's fine <laughs> but like kindness, I think is really important. And I think that that sort of speaks to, I hope that that is where my positis- positivity positivity mm. comes from. Um, in that, like, people don't need help feeling like trash, you know, <laughs> like, but I know that I don't need help feeling like trash. And so, like, kind of, I don't think that as a as a as a teacher, um, like, i don't think necessarily i don't find a lot of value um if someone is coming to me to be like i would like to learn how to do these things to be a critic where i say you don't know how to do the thing that i'm trying to teach you to do like obviously right so like the path that is that's more important to me is like all right well maybe we didn't get to the thing that we're trying to do but these were the pieces that you did succeed at and these are the things that you could use to try and get to our goal and maybe we won't even ever get there while we're together But like i'll have done my job if i've given you some tools to like improve on the things that you already understand and get to a new place of understanding understanding and so like that's you know yeah sometimes things don't go well but like (laughs) there's probably you know in order to get them to go well next time rather than telling someone what not to do, I'd rather emphasize the thing that they might be doing well already. (laughs) So, um, and that's how I treat myself too, you know? It's like, I'm gonna mess up most of the time and do things suboptimally. I will never be optimal, but I can look at what I did and try and improve my technique to be more optimal next time. But the thing that will make sure that something goes poorly is if in the moment I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I'm terrible. There is no moving forward. (laughs) Like that doesn't help anybody. The the diagnostic stuff is for later, you know? So, so that's why in, when I play shows, I guess that's what I try and do, you know, is sort of like be like, what is happening right now? What can I do even if I'll do it badly (laughs) to try and make this better? (laughs) So, you know, I, I don't feel like a very, uh, I mean, I love the that there's the notion of being of having the impression of being a jack of all trades, because I care about taking care of anything that needs to be taken Mm -hmm. care of, but I certainly don't feel the facility for that. It's more just like, if this is going, if this feels like it needs something, I'm going to try and give it what it needs, and I'm probably, you know. It's why I feel like I'm a good husband. (laughs) Not that I do things well, but rather that I perceive that something needs to happen and I'll try my best. And even, even if it's pretty bad, at least I'm trying. (laughs) That's the most. Yeah.
1: It's way, I think it's way more important to try and show that you're trying and to fail, which is, you know, an tentative improv failure than to not try at all and just act like nothing's wrong. And you know,
2: yeah you'll learn something if yeah you, fail, you know it's an iteration it's not like this is the only time you do it and this is like the uh you know this is uh what's uh the 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 egyptian scale god that whether where weighs your heart versus oh, a man, feather. i have
1: no idea um
2: it's uh thoth
1: where like
2: you basically your heart gets put on a scale measured versus a feather and if it's uh, lighter than a feather, you go to Egyptian heaven, and if it's heavier than a feather, you go to Egyptian <laughs> hell. It's not one of those moments. It's never like the 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 moment where you're judged for your value. Yeah,
1: you yeah.
2: Know? it's we perceive moments, but our value is the continuum. So fail and always try and move up. Right. Always.
1: <laughs> so. Always. Always fail. Don't be afraid to fail, and always learn from your failures. I totally agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that actually
2: speaks to whether I believe what you said or not, but it's why what you said, I feel, does reflect the tenets, I believe. Yeah, I think
1: I think it did. I think you answered the question. I felt like I got an answer. I won't share what I felt like the answer was, but just know that I feel like I got an answer. Um <laughs> Well, maybe later. <laughs> well, with all that being said, we got to do a little bit of improv. So Jordan and I are going to do a scene, and what we need now is a suggestion. So if you're here live in the chat and want to throw a suggestion in there, that would be great. Also, uh, if you would, we would like a suggestion of something like a, a situation with two people as opposed to one thing. For example, uh, as opposed to the suggestion of a book. Uh, I would like the suggestion to be like Joran. <laughs> you yeah, no. Joran is the owner of a bookstore and Trent is trying to buy a book, but Joran is trying to sell him a different book. Something like that. Something very specific. Um, honestly, that was probably the best example I gave uh, in every episode so far. <laughs> really good. Um, like, best...
2: I mean, it plays into our natural yeah. characteristics. So it, it is...
1: Um, now, there is a bit of a delay between... Um, what we're saying and what everybody is hearing. So we'll wait for about 10 seconds and Val, if anything comes in suggestion wise, let us know. And if not, we've done it before and we'll do it again. And Val will give us a suggestion, but either way, we're going to have fun doing some improv. Oh,
2: I dearly hope so. I <laughs> intend to. It's great to see. It's you. great
1: to see you. I haven't seen you in man, probably March of the pandemic. Yeah. It's
2: been like yeah. a year and a half for sure. Yeah, it was one of those things. I was telling Val, I was like, in Ca- I, f- "I just found out that you, you, the two of you were in California," and I was like, "Huh? Well, I guess that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> good, for them." But I was like, "What? You know, it's a real French exit kind of deal, you know." But I mean, lots of folks are doing that. that it was the, it was the time.
1: It was the time to do it. Yeah, and it got did. Val, do we have a suggestion?
0: Well, so we have a one-word suggestion from our kind viewer, Horse Detective. (laughs) Uh, Horse Detective said rubber. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to extrapolate from rubber. Thank you, Horse Detective, and also thank you, Val. (laughs) So you two are working in a rubber factory, and... uh, you both are vying for the open foreman position got it best friend wonderful
1: thank you val thank you horse Mm -hmm. detective
0: (laughs) thanks to the both of you (sighs) oh
2: you think it's true you think it's they say this stuff comes from trees i don't we're the farthest thing away from a tree man no I know we're, way. I know
1: we're far away from trees, but also, like, people uh, inland drink water. You know what I mean? Does that – I don't know. That <laughs> analogy uh, – What is it? You, it sounds like you're coming at me with a high
2: poobie, <laughs> oh, man. man. What's no. the – People horse drink no. water? What is, I'm just saying, do you think this stuff that's coming out of this 16-inch tube – that we're processing and sending down the line comes from a tree. Don't look like no tree i yeah, ever sure, seen. am sure I know it doesn't
1: look like a tree, but I'm I'm just saying we are. I don't question. Uh, I don't question anything. Ah, uh, you're not saying no. I nothing. I
2: know. I'm just. Come on, you can't play outside. You gotta have an opinion, man. If the if you're gonna if if you're gonna get this promotion, you got to believe in something, right? You can't you can't just. You can't tug the Charlies of anybody that's around you and just hope, oh boy, maybe they'll pick me because I pleased everybody. No way. No way. You got to be what you are and who well, you Well, when think. it comes. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm a diamond in the rough. So somebody might get cut and then maybe I won't get it. And if you get it, great. And if, uh, you know, one of the other fellows or ladies gets it, great. Let the chips fall where they may.
1: Cody, you didn't. Uh, you didn't tell me that you were also going for the foreman position.
2: No, I did.
1: No, you didn't.
2: You, did I not? No, you didn't. Why? Are you, you knew I was going for. Come the... Come on, everybody's on the. Everybody on the line is going for the foreman position. You know? No, no, I don't. I, yeah, you were. Well, I'm going. Yeah. Uh, look, hey, ever since Bill Grady got both his sweet hands burned off in that river of hot rubber. You know, everybody on the line is like, oh, geez, if I get my hands burned off, I'd at least like to get the insurance privileges of the foreman spot, you know, instead of just workman's comp, workman's comp. Everybody on this line is going for it. I'm going for it. You're going for it. And I wish you well. And I hope you wish me well.
1: I ca- I can't believe this. You've known you've known my dream for the longest time has to be foreman of this place, and 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 you're just gonna. Ch- what if I lose to you? That's like that's like being stabbed. Well, I'll treat in the ba- you well. What? I'll treat, I'll, yeah, I'll treat you well if you if you lose. It's
2: not a lose. It's an entirely a, a, a structural motion. You know, I'll have a different set of tasks that I have to. But it doesn't say who we are. You know, when we walk out here, we're still American citizens
1: that are exactly equal, my friend. Exactly equal. Yeah, except for getting paid in workman's comp, or not also being the workman comps level. And I can't lose these hands. I got the triplets on the way. I need the well, hands. Well, you're gonna
2: be careful. You're gonna be you, just
1: be careful. I'm being careful. I I, I don't want to lose my hands either. You think Bill O'Grady? I need that? You think Bill O'Grady wasn't being careful? He wasn't being careless. He was being careful too. And they took his sweet hands. That, oh, hot that rubber. guy got lazy. <laughs> he
2: wasn't being careful. That guy was showboat supreme. What? That's why he burned his hands off. Why they were like, Bruh! and then when he spun around and he broke them both off oh. on the forklift, that was wild. Oh my God. I got to admit, I had like a heavy metal guitar solo going that entire time in my head. Because I was like, oh no. But then I was like, Whoa! This is incredible. Oh my god! Hey, look, Carrie wants me to get a vasectomy, so I need legitimate health insurance. So, I got a reason too.
1: Why does she want a? Why does she want you to get vasectomized? She don't want.
2: She want to reduce the risk.
1: You're not gonna have any. You know. You're not gonna have any little munchkins running around.
2: No, 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 no. Not my style, Cody. Not my style. I got so many nieces and nephews already, you know, and I'm a big brother to that YMCA <laughs> kid. So it's you know, I got all my parenting stuff out. Cody,
1: so. I'm about to have, I'm about to have triplets, and you're telling me that my triplets aren't gonna have my best friend's kid to play with?
2: No, they'll help me. They'll have your best friend to play with. Ugh. I'll be like a second dad friend to your kids. Look. I, it's, it's, that's just the deal, man. That's the way it goes, you know. We we had a very mature adult to adult conversation, and we decided that the best thing to do was for me to get a vasectomy. All right. So that's, but I'm not going to do that on my own dime. So that's where the pressure comes <laughs> yeah. in, you know. I got to get the foreman health insurance okay. so that I could uh, get it. Uh, I didn't know. You know. Get it taken yeah, care I didn't of. know about the vasectomy. Cause I'm running hot. I'm sick of ejaculating into a cup. So, you know. Yeah, know I'm yeah
1: I do know. Sorry, I know this
2: is usually lunchtime <laughs> talk. But no, I... since we're already on the, you know.
1: No, I don't mind. I Honestly, I'd rather have this conversation while I'm not sucking down my tuna sandwich. So, this is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That thing is so mayo heavy. <laughs> I'm going to rag you every time. Oh, uh... Can... How about a little tuna in that mayo? Oh!
1: No, I like it. No, oh! I like it wet. You got to get it wet. You need a lot of mayo in the sandwich. Ugh. I'm trying Wet nothing. What? That's it. That's greasy. No, no, it's wet. It's wet. It, I guess it all depends No, mayo's not wet. It's <laughs> yeah, greasy. It depends on your definition of wet. I would call I oh, would call what? the tuna greasy. The mayo's wet.
2: No, mayo's greasy. No. It's like an oil. Come on. Will you You're telling me it's you know like okay imagine you imagine you this you're walking down the street and uh and it's in um it's it it's uh in the neighborhood immediately outside the factory that which is crazy and i'm so glad that we have that garage parking. yes but say say we go out i'm picturing it uh you're walking down the sidewalk you see a glob of something on the sidewalk, and uh, and a miscreant runs up, lights a blue tip match, throws it on the glob, it bursts into flames, uh, and then you realize that it's mayo. So, does that surprise you that it burst into flames, or does it make sense in that moment? That's a
1: just need surprises your- me. No way. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah, it's virtually petroleum. Oh, no, I'm absolutely stunned that Mayo's flammable. No,
2: the most surprising thing is that it was there in the first place, and somebody ran up to it and lit it on fire for some oh, reason. The... the least surprising thing is that it lit on fire. Well,
1: the, most, the most surprising thing is that someone knew that it was mayo because we didn't in the scenario we don't find out this information until after it's lit on fire who's telling us in the scenario who's telling us that this was mayo? how are we finding that out well you can see it's clear what else is it gonna be whale fat actually well you know what here's the craziest part i don't know (laughs) if it's the craziest part of the scenario but the most unbelievable part of the scenario is that we're out in in that neighborhood walking around
2: yeah, it's true. That's it's the very most, true. It, it, I would never. Yeah, the, it's scary. I drive through it, and a, my heart's in my throat every single time. I got triplets
1: on the way. I wouldn't be in that neighborhood.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get dragged out of my car, and somebody's going to do a butterfly knife trick, and then put me back in my car, and I'm going to drive home and just be scared for the rest of my life. Just
1: like the th- not, not the thought that something bad did happen to you, but kind of the, the thought of like something bad could have happened to you, but I let you live. That's, yeah, that's way scarier.
2: And then, and then you got to live with the yeah. trauma, you know. And it's minor trauma, you know, but still, that's the kind of stuff. You know, I flipped this guy off once, and he chased me into a movie theater parking lot and threatened me with a bar, like a metal bar, because he thought it. Was, <laughs> and then he drove away. He just
1: had a metal bar you in know? his car. That's
2: what? Yeah, and that's gonna be uh, with me for the rest of my oh life. My God. So. You know, it's a, but you know I probably could have worked through it if he actually beat me. You know, as long as it wasn't a fatal, you know, or dis- yeah. Well, mean. now
1: uh, not to not to kind of pile on here, but I'm sure now you're thinking about it. <sighs> Man, every day around every corner, any place you walk,
2: it's a real yeah. what if. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and it's that neighborhood we drive through is full of what ifs. Anyway, Gary uh i know gary's up for it that guy's got a master's of business oh so i would say that we're both on the outside looking in you know so bring your a game is what i'm saying i'm gonna bring mine
1: i'm I'm gonna bring my a game but i just i can't i don't have a master's of business to bring to the table i barely graduated high school
2: yeah i know me too me too i barely graduated high school solid c-plus student same you know, no superlatives. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like you got to bring your your intangibles, your personality, your warmness, you know. That's what I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring my drive, which is hard and heavy. You know, I, uh, and hopefully will be so no matter
1: what happens. Cody, can I me. ask you something? Yeah. <sighs> Maria baked me. Not to do this, but I just kind of—I I don't know—I feel like I gotta overrule her here. Oh, you're in dangerous
2: I just, territory because the ones that you out. know, you know, it's like you—you you gotta respect, you know, you gotta respect what the meeting of the minds come to. You know, there's plenty of things that I would have done had I not come to an agreement uh, with Carrie. Okay, look, hey, you're right. You you. Won this debate by presenting a better set of pros and cons than I did. And, I, and you know, it's kept me in one piece. Solid job, wonderful friendship. Okay, I
1: hear you. And I think you're going to do it anyway. You got to well, live a little dangerous. Honestly, sometimes. because I trust in you so much, and you're I, f- I find you to be wise, probably my wisest friend. And I think. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, you just hear the wisdom you're dropping right now. I think you'll agree with me. And I think you'll agree that Maria is in the wrong here would. And again, she has strongly uh, said that she doesn't want this, but I just think it's the wrong choice. I would like you, Uh I would like you to be the godfather to all three of our, all all the triplets.
2: Oh Oh, yeah. You're going to have to work on her to get that. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, here's what I'm I'm, I'm saying. As long as you're in, I'm just going to lock you in now. And uh, slowly oh, work I, on her over time, or just kind of day of, be like, good job, all the babies are healthy, you know, fingers crossed, everything comes out cool, and then be like, Cody agreed to be the godfather, he's here. I would love to.
2: Yeah! I would absolutely love to. Yes! And I'm doing it,
1: and that is,
2: I do it also knowing I'm going to be in huge trouble with Carrie. What? Should you, like, you know, should uh, should you and Maria— uh, experience some sort of tragic incident, you know. Say uh, you're at a garden center and you both get uh, impaled through the brain by rebar, uh, right in a line. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a human uh, head shish kebab thing, and then yeah. you're down. And then the and then the triplets are out. And then you know, the because th- then the responsibility of the godparent is that you know, you're my kids. Man. Yeah,
1: you take. And over. like
2: I'm like, yeah, great. oh yeah, I found the loophole. I got kids. You know, but then Carrie's like, this is the reason we had you get that vasectomy in the first place. Yeah. And now I've got kids. So it'd be a real, um, you know, it'd be a real shamalamian twist to the whole situation. Chef. Which is great because I'm into it. I love everything. I, I lo- it would be, you know, I would Im- imagine a camera about 30 feet away from me and every time uh, every time it came up, you know, like we weren't supposed to have kids, and now I have my best friend's kids because he and his wife are dad. I'd be like,
1: twist, <laughs> you know. That's a C. Be, That's. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love I love M Night Shyamalan. I haven't seen I haven't seen old, but I do. I am a fan of M Night Shyamalan. <laughs>
2: It's. I've got a real uh, uh, appreciation for his spirit, but also, come on, dude.
1: <laughs> he's very. He is very hit or miss, and he's got. You know, I'll say it more misses than hits, but. Oh yeah, he's way out there. I like the hits. seeing
2: the trailer for old, and then seeing the title old come mm-hmm. up. It's like, oh no, man. What are you doing here? We just got. We just started to trust you again. Yeah. With after the servant, and now you're gonna you're gonna hit us with old. I've heard, but I mean, what do I know? I liked Lady in the Water, which is his most reviled movie. So you know,
1: but I like. I it. love the whole uh, the the Glass trilogy. I'm a huge fan of, and I know a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people think that sucks, but I don't. <laughs> I don't, and I really liked Glass. I thought Glass was good and a great ender to the trilogy.
2: Yeah, you know, that's a. I'm I'm into people liking things, even if I don't like them. I like I like it when people like. Ugh. Stuff you know I
1: agree that's like a positive uh see that's what i was saying at the beginning joran all about the positivity you'd rather have people <laughs> like stuff than have people hate stuff
2: well yeah it's more it's way more interesting that's a way more interesting deal you know for people to like stuff yeah.
1: well that scene was great i i had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun with these uh <laughs> Val's nodding i good <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Thank you, Val. I had a lot of fun with these, with these two, with these two goobers. One thing I love about you is that you are a performer who can. Let me tell me if this makes sense. You are a performer who <laughs> does wild scenarios, but it stays in the in the real world, or like in the real world of those scenes and that that felt like to this scene it all these scenarios were real and these two guys were real and like if you were at work in in the real world and you saw these two dudes having this conversation i feel like you'd be like these are cartoon characters but in this in this it felt you know it felt legitimate like these were legitimate things that were weighing on these guys i don't know did did that make sense yeah
2: i think so because mm-hmm. i mean i'm a huge fan of internal logic mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm like do anything it can be as, as hyperbolic or as big as it wants as long as there's internal logic and there's real people that care about stuff and like you know i've worked with cartoons i i you know uh, too you know or been around them like there's plenty of times where just i think going through my day-to-day life i have moments where i'm like come on man <laughs> like do you hear what you're saying yeah. or what you're doing or like what you're imposing on another person out of your laziness? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so I live very anxiously, mm. you know, and in a very anxious and a tr- retracted way, but like I see uh but I do think that that's it's human, you know? Uh, there's a what that <laughs> it comes it the <laughs> it jumps to mind a friend of mine um uh and this is something that really like, there's plenty of real things that have happened in life that feel like scenes, but a friend of mine, like 20 years ago was in the, uh, was in the, the, in Western North Carolina. And he just happened to be in a gas station where two guys were, came into the gas station that knew each other, recognized each other. And one guy was in full on, like, KISS style face paint <laughs> and like leather pants and shirtless and stuff and the other guy is like is it, but they're both sort of like you know sort of Western Carolina hillbilly mm-hmm. guys and the other guy's like whoa why are you dressed like that and the, and the guy who's like all made up goes Manson man because he was going to see Marilyn Manson oh. and my friend was just standing there and like was like, you're not gonna believe this thing that I just like paid witness to, you know? Uh, and I feel like there's stuff like that all the time. Where like, I'm sure that that somebody sees me do. So- I mean, if I do something dumb around the house, uh, I wind up laughing at myself because yeah. I'm just like, what an yeah. idiot, you know? <laughs> that I that I just put my glasses in the microwave, mm-hmm. you know, like a pair of sunglasses in the microwave and hit the the 10 second auto yeah. thing, like. But that's just something that happens, right? And so like I feel like I, I feel like it's fine, you know, it's fine for us to be ridiculous. Because <laughs> people are weird and ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: From moment from moment one, both of you were so well defined, and especially <laughs> you, Joran, like every single thing that you said, no matter how insane it sounded, was exactly what your <laughs> character would say. Like these insanely specific scenarios and like your philosophical thoughts about like marriage and all of these things. Like that felt so authentic to this person that you'd instantly created and we all knew. Uh, and like that guy exists. Like that guy yeah. who can somehow I like, think he does. Like talk his yeah, talk his way out of anything like explain anything like in the weirdest way possible. Like that is a real dude. And you embodied him perfectly.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad, glad for that. (laughs) I think it goes back to Trent, like that whole, you know, getting to play the scene for a while, you know, that it's, that's one of those things where I think that like leaning into like the being, you know, and like sort of the emotional reality is of that person feels you know feels like a survival tactic to me in some ways of like for making it fun for us to play because yeah. you know? it's sort of like like a a, 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 a very like discreet uh, detailed premise is like really useful and really fun. but like whatever you do has to be past yes. that. And the kind of the only way you get you, you can only get past that not by adding more details but by like making it real. And it only gets real if you like art.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so Well it's also I also one thing I especially with someone like you as an improviser, I love to not be like I think it's so much more helpful to not be like I don't know. That seems like a wild scenario. And instead to be like, instead to be like, oh yeah, I bet you're th-, like with the, with the guy chasing you with the bar, it's like, it's so much more helpful to like, uh, feed into your anxieties about it. As opposed to be like, it, that guy was once in a million. And he's never going to come around. It's so much more, it's so much more fun to be like, oh yeah, I bet you have nightmares every fucking night. And you're, you're, you are worried that you're going to get stabbed. And like, that helps the world feel more real. If we're both, Joran presented the wild premise, but once we're in agreement that the wild premise is not a wild premise, it's a thing that exists, then the world starts being, <laughs> you know fleshed out more like that.:
2: Yeah, you got to internalize it. and that that really happened to me. Ah! So, like or in, in a version yeah. of that, you know, like I was it's one of those things where it was just like that was a piece of me that pulled into the core of this guy where I flipped off some guy who was honking at me for not making a left turn against traffic. And he chased me down and I don't remember what his weapon was, but he was really, (laughs) he he threatened to kill me for flipping him off. Well, it's also like, (laughs) I still think about that fairly frequently. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's an, first of all, insane. That guy's insane. Crazy that that crazy that that happened to you. It's also like, it's fun. Like, you can, as an improviser, make up a scenario that you're like, oh, this would fit in with the reality of this world or whatever. But it's so, like, with that, it's so much easier for you to pull from your, I love when people pull from their real life and then twist it to fit you know, that character in that world. Because then, like, like if I'm doing a scene and I start talking about pro wrestling, that's something that me, <laughs> that's something that me, Trent, I have a knowledge of. So I can talk about that forever. But now I can do it, you know, as this character, and he can have different, you know, you know, I think I... Uh,
2: genuine enthusiasm through the lens of whoever you might be at yes point. Like, real feeling through the lens of whoever you might be yeah, at the point. I, Yeah. I I think that that's, I don't know. I probably told you this before. I kind of feel like the reason why I like improv is because it's like um, conscious mind dreaming. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you sort of, you know, get to get to see a thing that essentially has dream logic, which does have internal logic, but also like objectively makes no sense fairly Mm -hmm. frequently, but then sticks to it as like a real aspect of what's going on. Uh, And normally we only get to sort of like post-process that with our conscious minds and we're already losing it. And, you know, we can't recall it, but like with improv, we get to have that same sort of um, manifestation of, of a, of a, of a dream subconscious environment that we can process with our conscious minds. And so it's like a real, so it's a soup of things that are really real and then things that are just that are, objectively not real but for some reason we've conjured yeah. them right and so that's why i feel comfortable with stuff like that. Is like it just sloshed in there in the soup and it was like oh wait this is part of me too i mean it's part of me and it's part of me whereas like you know mary Wins not asking me to get a second <laughs> so you know yeah <laughs> like right it's like that's you know and i've never seen a guy burn his hands off in a rubber factory right you know like like that stuff is like entirely just kind of part of what the dream manifested and i don't know where it came from this other thing i know where it came from
1: (laughs) i will i will oh go ahead val please oh
0: no i was just gonna say my favorite part of the Burning hands moment was you were like there's a heavy metal guitar <laughs> playing in my head all <laughs> time. Uh, yeah, that is that was very <laughs> so funny to
1: him. imagine that guy seeing it, and then the for me the riff that I always think of is uh uh Kickstart My Heart the beginning of if you're familiar with Kickstart My Heart. So I just imagine you hearing him screaming and he's holding it, and you just turn and the guitar is like. Bling! And you're just like, oh.
2: Uh. oh, that's pretty great. That's really, I really love funny. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, right? It's, I mean, that's an evocative thing. I was thinking like a Yingwei Malmsteen over technical, <laughs> super like fast, yeah, speed riff. Oh
1: man. <laughs> you know?
2: But that's. Uh, I mean, that's for all of us to enjoy,
1: right? <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> I love I love stuff like that. I will say the dr- like the dream the t- the talk of dreams and like the conscious streaming and all that, it does make me think of and this is a admittedly a two to the of the own horn personally, but I will say <laughs> it, co- only kind of cuz I'm not there anymore. But if you're in Chicago, I feel like a team that if Joran's doing the scene explaining that, and then you literally see, you see the music happen, if you're in Chicago, and you ever have a chance to go see my former team at CIC, Fair Dinkum, oh, go, absolutely. like, they, yeah. I can, I Dinkum, can just see sure. that, the whole, like, you, the character, describing the scenario, and then other people building out that world and seeing the whole scene, like, that would be the dream being realized, I don't know, it, it makes sense to in my brain, what I'm saying, but I feel
2: I I totally agree though. I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, you know, like fair dinkum is, is absolutely like that where there's sort of the, the, if it, and like a academic, this is how an improv show works has a lot of mechanics that are like scene, scene transition Mm -hmm. scene groups, you know, where everything is sort of like, neatly put in its Mm -hmm. Tupperware for like what size it is and what it ought to be and where it's stored and yeah. And the, the, the teams that I particularly love watching are those that don't do that, that still have a show, you know, that feels like a complete show. That is not just like a series of scenes and random things, but actually feels like a complete thought about something, even if it's subconscious and has fuzzy edges and stuff that pops up that is not like a a palpable traditional mm-hmm. scene but maybe more of like a, a piece or like a you know is less lyrical and is uh more atmospheric you know and like i i love i love i love teams like that and fair dinkum is absolutely like that you know black is another team like yes. that you know where it's like things break down and you just feel something and it all fits in with what you're seeing, but you don't know quite what that was. I mean, you know, the best teams I've ever been a part of, I feel like fall that way too. I mean, which maybe just is like, Oh, that's what I like. So that's why
1: I think, yeah, I think, I think the best, (laughs) well, maybe I'm also biased because I also think that's kind of the best stuff is like when the show isn't like, So rarely would, like, a Herald hit this, but when a Herald was, like, felt like a fever dream, and I feel like fair dinkum is often a fever dream, but, like, that stuff where, like, you can have a real two-person scene, and then it kind of evolves, you know, into something, like, very heady and, like, not real of this earth, and it's just, like... Man, I don't know. Just, yeah, a fever dream is the best. Is the best way to put it. I think those are always the most rewarding things. It's always more rewarding to see a piece than to see a show.
2: Totally, I completely agree. It feels like something. I mean, to go back to music, mm. it's like I'd rather I'd rather come out of a song and feel like I felt like think you know feel feel the song mm. holistically instead of come out of it and be like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, yes. chorus,
1: yeah. <laughs> Great job.
2: excellent technical execution. Uh, you know, like I'm, I, I'm not, I'm I'm not, uh, I think that, that, you know, uh, unless you're sort of like in the track of like learning something technically and like are so geeked out about just learning technique and mechanics, we don't absorb yeah. art that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know and so to be like very precious about making sure to put technique first feels actually kind yeah. of amateur yes you know rather than inspired you know and it's it's a funny thing because like of course in an environment like chicago where there's so much academia mm-hmm. to it and people are going through classes all the time and like studying shows I think we lose sight of that and we wind up being like oh actually the technical thing is the thing that's important Yeah, but it's not it's you know it's like the expression is important and the technical stuff lets us do it so it's important to learn but it's not it's not what we're yeah. showing to people Well you know? <laughs> I think
1: oh go ahead finish your thought
2: Oh no no that's uh, that was me laughing at just how how Tren- Tren, do you think I get that this is this.
0: Trent, do you feel like this is becoming a re- recurring theme in every episode of this show? That the whole concept of like learning structure and rules. You're going uh, exactly is... where I was going to go. Yeah, go ahead. I'll let it's your show. <laughs> no. it uh,
1: well, thank you, Val. Uh, the show, as I've said, would not <laughs> exist without Val, uh, both from a technical standpoint and from a Trident Network standpoint. But with that being said, we will end on this every episode so far. I have brought up in some different capacity that uh, a thing you said to me, which would have been five and a half, six years ago now, uh, it was level three at I.O., and this I think this will also speak to kind of people taking classes for the wrong reasons, because level, <laughs> level three at I.O. was a scene study class, and someone was asking you about the Form, the Herald, so that was, you know, they were getting ahead of themselves. But uh, something you said to me then, which we have mentioned in every episode since then, so it's only fair to mention it on your episode. Uh, oh, good.
2: Well, I mean, if it's if the empirical evidence is making it seem like it's true. It's apropos. Empirical evidence is all we've got, you know.
1: Uh, this has stuck with me. You, you learn the rules so you can break the rules. And I feel like that's what, the best shows are, is these are, you know, you're watching a group of people who clearly understand the quote unquote rules of improv and they are making choices that are actively against that. But because, you know, everybody is on the same page, it, it works because everybody understands the, you know, the basic rules, the basic tenets, all these things of, you know, when you're learning how to do improv, what to do. And now that you have this base level, you can go create a Fair Dinkum show or a Glack show, a, a Princeton New Money Ask show. You guys are very, you know, fucking all over the place. And so it's just like, it, I don't know. It's come up every every time. And I think it's yeah. great that people are taking classes, but it's great when people are done taking classes so they can break those rules, baby. Yeah, it's, it's you, you learn
2: your technique so that you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, that, like, to some degree, Like, that's all, that's all true. And I think the thing, the thing that like, I, 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 I feel like I've been emphasizing a lot in CIC classes Mm -hmm. is like purpose, you know, is being purposeful. Mm -hmm. So it's not Mm -hmm. even about like complying with rules or breaking rules. It's about what you, what you do should have a purpose. Like anything you, any, you can do anything, but it's going to produce an effect So if you understand what that effect may be, then it's not about like scoring a hundred on a test. It's about using your technique to express yourself. And if that, if that is like a picture-perfect technical masterpiece, great. If everything is wrong, great. As long as you express yourself, as long as you're expressive, that's the only thing that I think really matters. Yeah,
1: well. I think that's a great note to end on, uh, Joran, This was wonderful. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh, if you are, thanks for
2: having me. I really appreciate you know still being on the uh, in your in your consciousness.
1: Always, always in my consciousness, especially when we're talking improv. Um, you know, like I said, the Department of Promethean Sciences was the basis and jumping off point for this. So, you know, if you want to listen to more improv podcasts, I still I think. All those old episodes are still relevant to, you know, someone who's doing improv today. So, you know, you know, when I was listening to them, I was listening to episodes that were five years old, and they were relevant then, so they're still relevant now. Also, um, if you want to see the discussed uh, Princeton New Money Clowns team that Jordan is a part of with Louis Saunders and Farrell Wash, you guys play every Thursday night at CIC Theater at 8 p.m. Central, I believe
2: that is true 8 p.m with uh with you know some friends and we we t- we, we took from our twitch show so we're doing some segments Farrell does an over under where he says three things that are overrated three things that are underrated oh and God. one that's properly rated Louis doing criterion corner where he shares some dvs uh, blu-rays from his criterion collection and then occasionally i'll do something.
1: <laughs> Lovely. Well, all three of those guys are great performers. So if you're in CIC or excuse me, if you're in Chicago, go to CIC either on a Thursday night or any other night of the week. Um for my money, that's the best uh, improv in town. At least pre-pandemic it was. I got to assume post-pandemic it's still doing a good job.
2: We're we're trying. It's been great. I mean, which is difficult for me to say. But <laughs> obviously I want to st- want to immediately run away from anything that sounds uh florid yeah but it's really been a great time being back
1: well that's great thanks for joining us joran uh val would you like to talk a little bit about twitch for a second
0: yes sir uh for anyone watching you are on twitch uh thank you for being here uh (laughs) if you haven't already uh follow us and if you haven't already please subscribe Uh, Because your subscriptions help us to continue to have this platform to do what we do. Um, And if you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, you can actually subscribe at no cost to yourself as part of your Prime uh, membership. Uh, And I'm going to put a little shortcut in the chat right now so that you can follow some fun, easy directions. It takes about four clicks and you can help us out. And not even spend a dime, so uh, much appreciated, uh, and you know you'll be keeping this show and all the other great shows that are on our channel going for, perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are not.
1: I love improv with Trent Dozier is not the only Trident Network Twitch show. Every Thursday is improv on the Trident Network. Uh, we alternate with Forgot to Mute, which will be on next Thursday. That is a short-form improv show. Very fun. A lot of great people on it. Former guest of this podcast, Ariel Sinha, is a part of that. Um, and then, Ooh, and my current teammate. Oh, also at uh, The Mall. Yep. The Mall, another team at The CIC. Mall at CIC. Yep. Great team also. Yeah. Um, also, you know, check out other podcasts on the Trident Network, other videos. Dicks, the first ever Trident Network web series, is live now. The first four episodes are out. So if you want to um, check out those, check those out. Those are great. Um, if there's other podcasts, uh, Val's podcast, commentaries. If you want to explore the world of old Disney Channel original movies, I love that. Um,
0: <laughs> and Trent's podcast, the Trident Podcast. He two podcasts on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's not, not a lot of improv <laughs> popping off in Burbank right now, so I got to do as many podcasts as possible. Uh, but there's a lot of great stuff. Go to the thetrytonnetwork.com to, um, you know, fulfill your creative content holes. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, we'll be back in two weeks with another great guest, some more from improv. Uh, Val, thank you, as always. You are the guiding light to the show. Joran, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and remember... I love improv, baby! See ya! Thanks for listening to I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit TridentNetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash the Trident Network. The I Love Improv live livestream features technical support from Val Agnan. The theme music was composed by Nia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return on Thursday, September 23rd, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern.